Today is October 21st, 2020. This is episode 55 of Back to Normal, so let's get started. Today I'm going to be spending some time talking, uh, doing kind of a little news dump, news overview of the last, I don't know, three or four days, um, and specifically talking about three different pieces of news that all came out about or around the Ontario government. All of these changes have been announced um, through various news channels since Monday. So the first one I want to talk about is um, the Ford government, the Ontario government, um, revealing changes to the blue box recycling program. So just kind of trying to um, take recycling where it currently stands and um, revamp things to make it a little more modern, a little more, I I think, sane. Um, So there aren't a lot of details about what the changes are going to be just yet. But um, one of the big kind of points about the the changes is that they want to change how we handle recycling. And I've, I've, I've been reading a lot about this over the last kind of five or 10 years, talking about how um, once, once plastic really started to take hold in our society, kind of in the 40s and 50s, um, very quickly, it was um, companies like I mean, Coca-Cola is a big one because they make just like billions of plastic bottles for for their soft drinks. But um, big companies like that um, took the responsibility for recycling. And rather than saying, hey, it's it's on us, it's on the big company to spend. I mean, because it is going to spend, it's going to take money um, rather than it being the responsibility of the producer of plastic to reduce or make it more recyclable. Um, they shifted the responsibility onto the person buying the product to um, be responsible for how it's recycled and how it's handled. And so the Ontario government's releasing changes that are hopefully they're intended to shift responsibility for waste, um, like plastic things, like um, things, anything that needs to be recycled to the actual companies that produce this material. And uh, like I said, I've heard about this quite a bit over the last five years or so. Um, Pretty much any time recycling comes up, um, there's always talk of how the responsibility should and needs to shift um, over to the people producing it. And um, so I think, honestly, I think this is a pretty good idea. I don't know how exactly, like I said, we're sparse on details right now, but it is, um, it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, in the article that I'll, I'll, I'll have links to the three articles here, but in the article that I'm talking about here in the CBC, um, they're talking about how uh, similar to me, like, I like the idea and I'm, I'm very fond of the idea. Like, I'm, I'm not really concerned about where this idea comes from because it's the conservative government proposing it. I like the idea. Um, I am ultimately like this in this article, I am concerned about its, um, implementation because, um, we were, I was actually having a conversation with a colleague the other day about how. Um, like right now, it, it's very possible that if you put in, for example, um, charges for for producers based on how much waste um, a, a certain product, a certain type of product produces, you could end up with a system where that the producers are technically on the hook for this cost, but they just immediately pass this cost on to consumers. And one example that kind of fits that bill, I think, is um, the e-waste um, legislation, I guess, that that's in place. Because basically, when you buy computer product, when you buy electronics, specifically when you buy computer monitors, um, I think that's a big one. But you you are charged an environmental, like a recycling fee for the monitor. So it's basically it. You're when you at the time of purchase is when you pay for the recycling of the product. 
not when you're actually going to recycle it. And um, so it's very possible that legislation like this could just get you anytime you buy anything with plastic in it, anything that would ultimately need to be recycled, um, that you'll just pay at the beginning up front for that, um, which I think would be really like it would really be kind of exactly the same as we have it now. And um, yeah, the other thing here is that the, the actual implementation of this plan is planned right now, but it's not actually it's not happening right away. Um, it's going to be a few years at least before we actually see anything in as as members of the public about how this is going to work. And I'm also kind of interested because one of the specific things it talks about here is single use plastic uh, items. Um, it specifically refers to cups, trays, um, bags, that kind of thing. And uh, there's a proposal or like the, there's a specific um, piece of legislation that the federal government just announced that's banning all single use plastics by, I think, the end of 2021. I think that's the case. And so how is that going to work with this? If if these items are specifically not able to be produced anymore, um, how would like what's recycling? What's a recycling program going to do? It's kind of like one of those things where these these bodies aren't necessarily talking to each other as much as they could be. And yeah. So so this is a really interesting proposal, and I'm very intrigued to see what comes out of it. But um, ultimately, it's going to depend on the implementation. And while I am excited to to kind of have producers of this kind of material be accountable for it and, you know, take steps to either reduce the amount of packaging and that kind of stuff that comes out of produced materials or to have that material, if it's going to if it needs to stay the same for for safety reasons or for just protection reasons of the product inside um, that they can at least make investments in more renewable packaging whether that is kind of biodegradable plastics whether that is some other material that just naturally degrades better um, yeah that that's kind of what I'm looking for out of this proposal so um, we'll have to see how this goes but um, it's definitely a very interesting um, it's definitely a very interesting idea and I'm glad to see the Ontario government um, looking at this so the next piece of news here um, I'll just read the headline. Ontario driver's licenses will go digital as part of major government services overhaul. So this is extremely my jam. And um, so that I think under proposal here based on the article um, is not just things like driver's licenses, but also birth certificates. Um, identification that um, typically you would have to if you wanted to get certain types of services or if you wanted to prove your identity in certain ways um, that you would need to have your physical card with you and as a person who is um who is very interested in technology and, and how we can apply it to to different prog uh projects programs all that kind of stuff um i would absolutely be a target for this kind of thing like i don't think the idea here is that you have to have um your like an online or a virtual driver's license or, or a piece of identification but that it's an option and as somebody who only carries a wallet around for places that don't take like the number of times I've needed my identification um, in 2020 is I think probably literally zero maybe once I needed to prove that I was who I was to pick up something but I'm pretty sure it's actually zero um, as somebody who who rarely needs it in in any circumstance I would love to not have to carry a wallet around because all my payment methods are currently like I the last time I paid cash for something or the last time I paid with a physical card even was a super long time. Like I pay probably, I can count the number of times on one hand that I've paid for something with a physical card this year. And 
So I would love to not have to carry a wallet around. If I could replace my health card, if I could replace my um, driver's license, birth certificate, all that stuff with digital representations of them on my phone in a wallet, um, like a digital wallet, I would absolutely like I would jump at that chance instantaneously. And I was really excited um, to hear that they this is actually part of like a bigger framework of a plan um, calling it. It's called an action plan for I don't love I don't love this toe with this wording, but an action plan for a people focused government. Um, because this is like, it's a very populist name and I'm not a huge fan of, of that kind of politics, but I mean, as long as the projects are good, I don't actually, I'm not super concerned about what the name is. It just, it just sounds so weird. Um, and also they're all about like the, the whole point here is that, um, the government is saying they're going to help reduce red tape. Um, the whole idea being the government's too big, but also they're going to put out this huge new program. Anyway, the wording is not ideal, um, from where I'm coming from. But um, I think it's really exciting. And I did not know that we have um, a future state modernization committee in the Ontario government. So I was ex interested to hear about that because um, one of the big things that I'm all about all the time is modernization of, um, of you know, just bureaucracy. And so I'm really excited to be seeing this. Uh, yeah. So along with this, along with the other, this modernization um, is the idea that um, we need to improve uh all, we need to improve internet access, broadband and cellular across Ontario. So lots of parts of Ontario have um, are not like Toronto or Ottawa or um, the GTA where there's kind of widespread broadband and easy access to internet. And um, yeah, so I, there's a whole list here. Again, um, I'll post the link here so you can go take a look at the whole list of projects. But the one that I'm most excited about by far is this digital wallet idea. And so, like I said, the, the day that this comes out, I am doing it. Uh, and I'm really excited. So the last piece of news here is a piece of bad news, in my opinion. Um, and again, the headline, Ontario moves to axe ranked ballots from municipal elections. This is one piece of news that I'm really, really not excited about. So basically, um, this came out last night or uh, approximately. And it was basically that the, um, a new bill was introduced that is talking about COVID recovery. And one of the pieces of this bill is... I guess repealing um, an earlier thing from five or something years ago. Uh, no, sorry, the um, removing something from 1996 that changed the Municipal Elections Act, basically um, removing the option for municipalities. So this is the Ontario government or trying to legislate this, um, talking about municipal council elections, so city councils, that kind of thing, um, not being allowed to use ranked ballots for their uh, for their elections. And I find this like especially the fact that it's crammed into this COVID Recovery Act, I find this an extremely weird and off-putting um, add-on to that. And um, there's a quote here that it's under it's uh, it's being put under the guise of saving money, saying um, the specific quote is now is not the time for municipalities to experiment with costly changes to how municipal elections are conducted. But like elections are important. And elections are expensive. Inherently, they're expensive. Um, it doesn't need to be like changing the choices from like pick one to ranked balloting is not making an election like it's not making it more expensive to the point that it's actually worth thinking about the additional cost. It's just not like it. And even if it was more expensive, it is so much more worth it. Like the idea the I have wanted to vote in a ranked ballot election for so long. I can't even I can't even get it across to you in words. I am 
like for me, there, there's another uh, quote here saying that the measure keeps voting processes consistent across municipal, provincial and federal elections. I think that all of those jurisdictions should use ranked ballots. I think that the consistency should be with a better voting system. Um, the idea that you only pick one person, like it means that you add this psychological component to voting that shouldn't exist, doesn't need to exist. And um, so, yeah, there's a there's another note here that London was the first munis- municipality in the country to adopt the ranked ballot system. And I, I mean, I would have loved to do that. There's I'm so sad that we didn't get electoral reform in Canada um, after the 2015 election. I, I honestly I hope this does not pass because I want to have ranked ballots. It's it's just such an obvious win for giving voters the options that they deserve rather than forcing them to pick one person. Um, because at that point it, it becomes a popularity contest. Whereas when you, when you are able to pick more than one person, you kind of have to research all of them, or at least you have to research several. Um, I guess you don't have to, you can just pick whoever, like it can be, you can vote for the most popular in your mind. Um, but it gives you the, the choice to be able to say, um, I have this one specific candidate who I really support who otherwise I don't think would win and therefore I'm not going to vote for like it it there's this weird psychological thing. I really don't like this. I really really don't like this. Um I think that all elections should be held with a, the op- option for ranked balloting and this just I, I really really want to be able to vote under these. Every time now um I've had the opportunity to hold several what I would call votes but like basically glorified polls um, over the last few years since this 2015 electoral reform promise from the liberal, liberal government. And every time that the option has been one that made sense to have, I have done ranked balloting because it's just better. It gives you more choice. And that's the whole idea. And so I'm really, really annoyed that they have done that the conservatives have done this and that they've tried to stick it in with covid recovery and and said oh it's because it's too expensive like let municipalities decide how they want to do this and honestly more municipalities should take rank rank balloting i want to do a rank ballot municipal election in ottawa i want to vote that way please please anyways so i'm (laughs) out of these news stories some are good some are great and some are atrocious and um i'm gonna leave it there for now thank you very much for listening i would love to hear um, how you feel about these news stories, uh, you can let me know on Twitter at Rob Attrell, that's A-T-T-R-E-L-L, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.